Well, I would say keep doing what you're doing. It's, you know, the whole let God, let go. We talked about it, <laughs> let go, let God. Because when you do focus on God, the letting go takes place. But the nice thing is when it's done that way, then it's God that replaces that which you've let go of. And it's actually wonderful that you're feeling um, this, I forget the word you use, but there's a kind of like a little or mourning, was it used? Yeah, a little bit that, of mourning or grief of that. Yes, that yeah. grieving and mourning is about letting go. Because you see, every relationship, there's something that keeps the relationship alive. Yeah. And it's usually attention, or what we call karma. Mm -hmm. And we're so used to that, that without it, we feel like something's dying, or we're losing something. And that's okay. where the grieving and mourning comes in. Just like when somebody physically dies, we, we, you know, the body, the soul, it's not here in that physical body anymore. They're gone. But really, well, what was the relationship? Well, that's what a lot of karma is, is relationships. is the karma that often holds them together. And so as that karma, in a sense, releases, there's a, that, that loss we experience. And so there's just a part of us that does go into a grieving or feeling a loss of something or an abandonment or whatever. And that's often it. And, and the, the wonderful news is, is that often in certain relationships, we look for acceptance or approval from others. And so is that relationship begins to cho uh, change and we lose that then no longer are we getting acceptance or approval from out there, which is good, as I started saying, because what it does now, in a sense, it gives us the space by which we've got to now begin to look inside to fill ourselves with acceptance and approval of ourselves, or we'll go look somewhere else out in the world for somebody else to accept and approve of us. Mm -hmm. But that's the opportunity. So in this case, you know, as an initiate especially, to recognize that it is an opportunity for you, instead of going to looking to get it from somebody else in the world, to realize that now that's starting to complete with your mother, which is wonderful, even though there is this feeling of mourning or grieving, but understand that's just a reflection of the loss of that karma, I'm realizing which is it great. Today. Yeah. And now that energy can come back to you, so now you can begin to love, accept, and approve of yourself. That's the process I, I started choosing was to take it more into me. And, mm -hmm. it, and it was feeling real different because, like I said, in past years, I would have moved it out there to try to fill it somewhere else. So the main thing is what you're doing inside. But, or I should say, and, uh -huh. what you are doing on the outside by now not talking is the way you are beginning to let go and change that pattern on the inside. Okay. They go hand in hand. Okay. By you not talking is an outer reflection of the change you're making inside of letting go now. Because before, when you just respond, you'd get caught up in it to keep the karma alive. But by you not talking, in a sense now, is allowing the karma to die off. And so as you allow that to die off, that's why now the grieving, okay. you know, the remorse, the whatever that comes up. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of people will try to keep doing it over and over because they don't want to go through the grieving the remorsefulness, the sadness, or the loss. It's physically painful. Yeah. And that's what keeps people trapped. That's what keeps the soul trapped in this world. For everybody, I dare say. In one kind of relationship or another, mm -hmm. for everybody. Whether it's a parent, a sibling, a spouse, a, a pet, a plant, a rock. You name it. Seriously. <laughs> 
Seriously, we all have relationship in some form out here. Maybe it's a painting. Oh, we made a painting. We're attached to our painting. There's a relationship there. So anytime we start to withdraw our energy from out there, we're going to go through some type of a feeling like what you're going through. But it's important to allow that to unfold because that's letting go of the outer attachment that we've been feeding. And now that energy that we placed out there is now coming home which is freedom and what we want. You know, something else in that, too, I, I learned this many different ways, but as we are growing and we're stepping into that new part of us that is more loving, more open, more vulnerable, more accepting, there's this part of us that, as we step forward, invite others to step forward with us and want them to step forward with us and to find that for themselves. And yes. okay. I have found that a lot of people in my family just couldn't do it. Didn't know how, didn't want to, didn't understand what I was talking about. And finally one day in, in a relationship with my brother, I was wanting to share my loving with him and I was hoping to receive loving from him, but also to see change in him, to see transformation in him, to create a space where he could move into that. And finally one day I realized that he had his karmic patterns. He had his lessons to live and fulfill. Okay. And I was trying to somehow assist him in doing it differently than how he wanted to do it. And it was when I came to the realization, just let him live his karmas the way he wants to. Let him approach his unlearned lessons how he wants to approach them. If he wants to avoid them, ignore them, that's fine. If he wants to do them in a way and still miss the mark and still have to carry them forward in another time, that's fine. And if he really wants to step forward and to do it and grow and bring them to completion to move free, that's fine too. And as soon as I realized that he may decide to live the whole life, his whole life, doing the same pattern over and over and over and complain about the same pattern over and over and over, and I could just let him do that and love him in the midst of it all, our relationship changed. And it changed not because he changed, it's because I changed. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, you got quiet. I got quiet. And I just started listening. And in that <laughs> listening, that was my action of loving and holding for him to have the life the way he wanted it. So I think you're beginning to, to allow her the space now to live her life the way she's going to live it. And she doesn't have to understand you or appreciate you, or honor you, just be with you. That helps a lot. Some of it's hard to hear, but it's right on. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. If you could go to Anne and then back to Francis. Goodness, if I can remember, <laughs> I had two things. Oh, 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 one was I wanted to also say thank you for having um, the meeting in the afternoon because just because my situation is just very simple <laughs> I can't do mornings anymore uh, sometimes I do have them but I can't guarantee it ever even at night before when I go to bed I can't tell whether I'm going to have a good night or not so I just I mean, I don't make doctor appointments in the morning. I don't make, I don't do mornings. 
And it's just wonderful to have it in the afternoon. So then if I'm unable to get here, if I'm ill in the afternoon, okay, that's one week. <laughs> and I'll be able to come back the next week. So thank you for that. And I know, and the other thing I wanted to say was, uh, when when somebody asks a question, even when it's not the same question that I wanted to ask, it may refer to something, and from it comes some great understanding to me, or I, or I or I get to form it, form, formulate from what they said what I also want to know, so that I find other people's questions or sharings are very useful. Very, very helpful to me personally, and I think maybe everybody else has that too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's very true. Thank you for stating that, because it's great to hear from you and everybody how that is valuable by having questions, and especially ones that are very personal or moving, where there is a lot of emotion or whatever may be behind it, because those are often the most powerful things that help us get the greater freedom we're all seeking. That's why it's so valuable to do that in a group setting than just one-on-one. I know whenever I was in a very sensitive place that I would get so much more out of actually, in a sense, being vulnerable in a group than if I just did it one-on-one with Jim. I mean, there's a lot just to go through just on my own or one other person, but to do it in a group, there was like massive expansion and freedom in me is harder to do but i also realize there's a great there's a greater freedom that i would experience and so that's part of why i'm encouraging people and that's why i so appreciate you sharing that the value you also get out of that because i want people to really hear that for those that do have the questions but are too shy embarrassed whatever to really do that in more of a group setting so thank you yeah i like this this is good um, right now I'm experiencing a great deal of sensitivity to the change hi <laughs> there's an angel in the front <laughs> I thought I recognized you from the back but <laughs> anyway um, um, I'm very sensitive to the movement of change on the planet and uh, there's part of me that can stop and just call the Holy Spirit in and say, be with me now. But there's part of me that is experiencing a great deal of fear. And um, I wake up in the night with it, and I try to dismiss it. And um, I do know that this path of meditation is, is, is the choice and I'm very much trying to live in that. And I will just stop and just meditate and just be. And then there's another, which I, I, I know is the ego that just says, ah, that's not going to get it. You know, and um, I know you're all sensitivity um, to what you're called to do and what you're called to do for us now. And um, I would just like some uh, 
clarification on that. Well, I've found and I've gone through a lot of different obstacles in my life, personal and collectively with group, uh, a lot of different challenges, changes, opportunities. Um, and I'm one who often struggles to maintain control or to almost go against change because I like the status quo if it's the way I like it. I want it to stay that way. Why do you think it's taken nine frickin' years to get to the point of... <laughs> Slow but steady. <laughs> I'm the turtle, not the rabbit. <laughs> but I do get to the finish line. <laughs> so I found for myself when change is afoot in my life, personally or collectively, like it is right now for the planet, is for me to do just what you're saying, to keep choosing into meditation, to keep choosing into loving, to keep choosing into what is, and to see how I can step forward into it to the best of my ability, and to realize that I am a disturbance, I am in, in whatever reaction I am in, and to see if I can find an action to take that will help me to move out of reaction and into action. And oftentimes i found that that reaction that I'm in isn't necessarily just my reaction. It's more of a collective reaction of the consciousness of the people around me or maybe the whole planet. And it's my choice whether I step into that collective consciousness of reaction, whether it just be one other person that I'm involved with in this, or a group, or the world, or for me to find a way to be in action and not in reaction. And if I can find that moment where I can make a choice and choose into the action rather than reaction, I can step free. Now, I may step free for just a minute, mm -hmm. and then all the reaction swells back up inside, and I back in it again, and then I have to make a new choice. But eventually, the more I make the choice of where I really want to be and not just join the community, that choice begins to be how I begin to live. And it isn't so much something I have to keep choosing into this minute, this minute, this minute, because now my consciousness knows, oh, we're going to live this. We're going to hold to this. We're not going to respond to this outer presence, this outer push this outer reaction that I can have been choosing into, I am now going to live this way and choose this way. And eventually that just becomes the way I live. That can be I sit down and, and chant the name of God, or I chant while I'm driving, mm -hmm. or I say a prayer, or I take a new action by doing something different or voicing myself and say, well, wait a minute, what if we look at it this way? If I'm with groups that are in disturbance, and they want me to join in their disturbance. Mm -hmm. So it's fine how to take action, whatever it might be, and most of the time it's just inside myself. It's all my stuff mm -hmm. that's stirring, that's joining in the stirring out here. And I just have to go inside and say, you know, feelings, I'm not doing that. Mind, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. I am doing this. I am asking for the Holy Spirit to step forward into this in action, this, this presence, this movement. 
I ask for my own loving to come forward and to fill the space with loving rather than disturbance or judgment or fear. And I have found that a lot of times the fear that I live was created a long time ago when I was a child. And it was created by watching my mom or my dad or my brother or something in the world go into reaction that was fearful. And that's where I learned how to do it. I didn't, as, as you're growing up, age three, four, five, six years old, you don't really have the mind focused and aware and present so much, but you do have your feelings focused and aware. And you're living in the feelings. And when you see people go into a feeling reaction of fear, and you're just going to be led right into to doing that too. Well, at the age of almost 60 now, there's still this part of me that at the age of six learned how to move into that fear when I watched my mom or my dad do that. And the child in me still wants to go into the fear. Oh, time to go into that reaction. I've got to go inside and talk to that child and say, wait a minute, we're not doing that, Jimmy. We're going to do it differently. And I call it Jimmy because that's what it was called back then. So I talk to it in the name and the voice that it knows. And I say, I do it this way now. I'm going to follow God's loving. I'm going to do it this way, not the way my mom and dad did, not the way you were taught to do it. So now let's move forward into what is now happening and how I'm living my life and not go into disturbance the way you remember how to go into disturbance. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does because when I get clarity on this and I don't get all wrapped up and then I look at it as... (laughs) You know, this is all about me. And no matter what's going on, it's a process in my life that I'm moving through. And it's kind of hard to figure sometimes. I can't be creating all this, can I? (laughs) But, you know, but then I realized that coming from an alcoholic family, Mm -hmm. that I was constantly in fear of what was behind the door. So you're just confirming what I kind of came to the conclusion this week is there something, I mean, it's not all about out there, it's about in here, and what in here is causing that sort of uh, fear? And so it's kind of based on what, pretty much what you're saying, Yeah. is that never knowing what to expect when you got home, and so you always had to be on alert, and when something comes up as big as the change that's, that's around us, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. So that that really helps, but it's, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's almost there's a level on my meditation that I feel like is, um, is it's like this is being given to me to process through to move up even more. You know, like okay, this is going to be a little difficult here, but you're going to walk through it or you're going to do it. I mean, I just see it on so many levels right now. And um, I don't know. And that's it. That's it. We just keep walking through it. Yeah. We can walk through it in fear or we can walk through it in loving. But we're going to mm-hmm. walk through it. Mm-hmm. And it's just what attitude are we going to do it in? Mm-hmm. 
And are we going to do it in reaction the way we learned from the world? Or are we going to do it in action the way we know it to be true mm-hmm. in spirit, inside? Because mm-hmm. that's it, the true service, as you're saying. is yeah. to, It's just really to go inside and, and open that space for others to move into that loving. You know, the world needs this service more than anything else right now. Right. It's in great turmoil, great disturbance, great fear. And so why not us begin to live the example? We don't have to go out and teach it to anybody, but we just live it. If our neighbor is in great disturbance, but they see us in in peace, they're going Mm -hmm. to begin to maybe see, gosh, maybe I don't have something so fearful to, to be concerned about. Maybe mm-hmm. I can calm down. Maybe I can ask them, how are they doing that? Mm-hmm. Or why are they doing that? Are they crazy? Mm-hmm. Because they might think you're just crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, crazy people are a lot happier than mm-hmm. non-crazy people mm-hmm. often. <laughs> but it's just, it's just amazing how strong that pull was, has been right now. And I mean, I just, I really thought, you know, I could walk through anything, you know, and just stay in that loving and then, man, it's like the whole thing came tumbling down. And I went, what the hell? <laughs> you know, I thought I was there. And that's why I just kind of like just keep building it up and then building it up and get stronger. But kind of surprised me. Very- well, if, if anything, it just means that there was still something inside of you that was causing the foundation not to be as strong as it can be. Mm-hmm. And so you have to also be aware of that weakness inside and to transform it. Mm-hmm. Not to remove it, not to judge it, not to fear it, mm-hmm. but to just transform it. And you transform it in loving. Mm-hmm. So that that part of the foundation that you're now standing on, which is this spiritual journey, is stronger mm-hmm. and serves you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, it's it's amazing how, I mean, you know, the, the pull is just, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, come on, lighten up out there. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's really been quite a challenge. Thank you. But a good one. That's a good one. Okay. That's a lot of good growth. Oh, is it good? Oh, yeah. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Have a good attitude about it. It'll change it. It'll change we'll start, it. We'll start chanting that with the hue. Yeah. You know, it was, it was and listening. And I hue hee-haw. Yee-haw. <laughs> I was listening to one of your tapes on sending the light and, uh, you know, healing tape. It's on an old, old tape. I found it and I thought, I'll listen to it again before I, you know, let go of it. And just the lightness and the joy and the laughter. And I just thought, oh, I want to be doing that. I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know, it was just so awesome. It was so awesome. Yeah. You know, the one thing I, I learned very early on as a kid, that if I want something to change, I've got to change it. It's not, if I wait for it to change out here, I'm going to wait a long time. And I found the easiest way to change it was to go and stand in front of a mirror and smile. Just smile at myself, even if it was just fake. Just to put on a smile. Mm-hmm. And real quick, it began to move something inside of me and change something. And all of a sudden, it wasn't such a phony smile because something was different. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Energetically, I was moving my whole focus Mm -hmm. into a different place. So when you're down, stop for a moment and just smile. Mm -hmm. Just laugh at it. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, when you're in the midst of some conversation with somebody and it's really deep and dark mm-hmm. and heavy and you're getting caught up in it, stop and just smile. Mm-hmm. Just smile at him. What he does, he's, he laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> and they look at him like, you're really crazy. But after a few minutes of them crying while he's laughing, they start laughing and crying and laughing and crying. And they go, well, my God, I'm getting crazy like you. <laughs> but it transforms them. You know, if we go out there and, and cry with everybody, nothing's going to change. But if we go out there and laugh and smile, maybe they will too. And then the whole world can change. Thanks. Yeah. You want to pass it over to Tucker? And just remember, you know, we just moved into a whole new focus, change. A new president's been elected. His whole motto was change. Back in 1973-74, I gave a talk about a consciousness coming on the planet called Change Through Change and Not Destruction. And it's been slowly precipitating down onto the planet. And I've seen places where it's happened in pockets here, pockets there, part of a country, part of a political system, part of a religious ideal, part of a community consciousness, but now it's going to be much more of a collective action. First, with, with him coming in to bring about change, and he's also here to promote change on the planet, if they will accept it. So we'll see. So, but it's not change through destruction, and that's the key here. He didn't get the fullness of the statement in his, his motto. It's change through change and not destruction. And I think that that's what we have an opportunity now to witness, which we need to all do for ourselves as well. Tucker? Uh, Thanks for commenting on Obama, because I wanted to ask that anyway. But um, I guess I want a little bit of clarification on the new change to this, what you're talking about. I had always been led to believe by you all that when it comes to talking about personal experiences on the inner level, that we were not to bring that into the group. Maybe at an initiative meeting, but not to the group. Has that? Because what I've been doing is emailing you and asking you questions and clarification about experiences on the inner level. Is that changing now, or is that changing now? <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, it's here's how it's been. Um, I know we haven't really talked about it much for a while, but in the beginning there I know at least Jim was sharing some about keeping more of the inner experience sacred and not sharing it in a group. And that was to really keep it sacred and not give the energy away to the world. And part of that too is because sometimes, even unconsciously, sometimes people would share maybe more out of the ego or something else and then start to mentalize it and bring it into the mind and just in a sense... Uh, again, taking the energy away from the inner experience. So there is great value of keeping it quiet and inside. And we still recommend that. We still recommend that. And there are the situations or instances that if there is some experience that we have that seems somewhat significant, 
But yet inside of us, there is a question mark. It's that question mark that rises up inside that says, what is this about? There's a part of me that wants to know or understand, have greater meaning or clarity of what this is because it is foreign to me. It is those instances that do happen from time to time that there is opportunity to share in the group that can help not only clarify for yourself, but also help clarify for other people that may have similar or the same experience. And so there is value in sharing those in a group as well. But it's a fine line. It's a balancing act. And that's one Jim and I are ever watching. Once in a while, we've had somebody ask a question in a group, and Jim would say, no, let's do that in private. If that's the case, that's what we do. We'll say, let's do that in private because it would not serve the group consciousness. So we will still do, still do that, but we don't want to have it a closed door because we know other places where they're so strict about not sharing their inner experience that it has actually closed a door on people's consciousness from having inner experience. So which one's better? I don't think one or the other is better. I think there's a balance that at certain times this is appropriate and other times something else is appropriate. So Jim and I always look to spirit as that guide rather than a rule. So even though Jim has shared that in the past, and I have too, that it was not meant as a rule, and we don't want it to be a rule, because then it can be a limitation on our own consciousness. We want to have a freedom. And so in that, we will work together to always move towards the greater freedom. And if it's keeping it quiet, we'll keep it quiet. If it's sharing in a group, my God, let's share it in the group. And Jim and I are still available by email as well. I'm glad you mentioned that because we didn't put, I didn't mention that earlier, that you still can email us. Now, it may take a while sometimes to get an email back from us because, believe me, we're getting more emails and it's even a few weeks sometimes to get back. But that's just okay because a lot of those inner experiences, there's not an immediate need in the world anyway you know, for that. So we will do what we can to still answer on an individual letter, a level by email like that but there is value in a group. But it really is more how is that group dynamic or that individual's dynamic within the group and how can we work with that to be a service rather than the ego just in a sense getting in the way. But that's what Jim and I, we take responsibility for with people in a group dynamic with what we answer or don't answer. So that's a good one. Thank you for actually asking or putting that out there. It's a balance. I hope everybody hears that because I know people who just blab their inner experiences trying to brag and it's just the ego or imagination and it's not even true inner experience. And Jim and I know the difference. And that's okay. I don't want to make that wrong because I want everybody to have a freedom but also to realize that can get in the way. And if it does, Jim and I just try to divert it to always direct it back towards spirit. But there is other, other times where I've seen somebody hold back where it would have served them so much better to now share and ask and open. And so we want to support that too. Does that answer that? Yeah, thank you. I'm glad we can still email. <laughs> no, see, some of these adjustments that Jim and I are talking about, and they, you know, really they are minor. But in those adjustments, we're not, we're not taking away from we're actually supporting a greater expansion into. And we know that. That's why we're trying to explain that. Because we really, Jim and I are doing, 
and we'll continue to do what we can to support everybody. And, you know, there's just practical levels as the group grows, and there's more and more people of how to handle all that, as well as spiritually in the dynamic of handling all that. And that's what we always honor and follow first. So, thank you. I think Randy will be the last one time-wise. No. Wow, the last one. <laughs> last but not least. The last should be first. <laughs> Today. Okay. Yeah, all right. Make it good. I was going to um, share a little bit about, Jim was talking about as he has grown in this process over the years that people have sort of drifted away and there were people who couldn't stay on track or whatever and it was just inappropriate for them to be there. I've had a lot of that going on in the last few years. and I've been doing this process at some degree for about 20 years. And there were a lot of people in my life at the beginning of that time, and it's getting less and less and less. And there's loneliness that comes in from that sometimes, because I just spend a lot of time by myself uh, and a cat, basically. <laughs> and, and, and a lot of times that's okay, and then sometimes it isn't so okay. But um, I, I know that what I could do is I could go out and try to attract some people in my life so I'd have more people there. But I also kind of sense that the the Holy Spirit could sort of make it okay inside of me that, that I'm, maybe I'm just by myself more now. And I don't know whether there's a right or a wrong in any of that, but um, I thought maybe you could speak to that a little bit because it seems to be a common experience with a lot of people that when we line up with this, it filters a whole lot of people out, and they just drift away, and you don't really do anything to them. They just, there's nothing to say anymore. No, it's all about polarity. And as you begin to change your polarity into more of the loving and neutrality, they just aren't attracted to you. They forget you. You don't exist in their mind anymore because the polarity isn't there to hold you in their mind, in their awareness, in their attraction to you. So it just automatically, as you drop away from them, it looks like they're dropping away from you, but in, in truth, you're, in a sense, dropping away from them as well. The opportunity there, then, is how do you choose to do that? Be more on your own or by yourself. You can go out and be with people, because in, in the place of neutrality, you then can choose into how you want to be in action. Rather than reaction, you can choose into action, and you can choose into the positive or negative polarity. You can choose back into the world. You can choose back into these groups and go see if it can work for you. Go see if you can participate. Go see if it's, it's okay inside of you, if it's comfortable, fun, familiar, happy, or if it's not. And the nice thing is you, can choose, you always can come right back to the neutrality, and that's where you're going to always come back to now anyway. It's just going to be automatic as you begin to expand into the spiritual place that you're living in. So it is a key to realize you have a choice. You can choose to be with people. You can choose to go out and find new groups. You can choose to be in activity. Or you can choose to be more on your own. It's just a choice. You're not stranded. You're not isolated. You're not condemned now to be alone. But it is also an opportunity in that aloneness to learn to be at peace in that and not to feel as though you've been abandoned or really are alone in the world. But rather, it's opportunity to now to live in the quiet and the peace and not get caught up in forming new karmic relationships or 
go into reaction situations like of the past. Does that make sense? It does. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way of the world. You know, it's, it's unfortunate the way that this world is set up and created. And as we begin to withdraw from it, and we are by liberating our soul, it withdraws from us. And we just go, okay, then that's how this process works, and I'll do the, the action as well. I'm not going to react to being lonely or withdrawing. I'm going to move into that and live it to the fullest. Okay, well, thank you very much. Yeah. I'm going to add on a little bit of something, um, but also cover just a couple announcements, actually, as part of what Jim was sharing, that, you know, if anything, on a practical level, sometimes, because I went through several years where I was more alone myself, the good news in that is I spent a lot more hours meditating. You know, so there really is also sometimes other reasons behind that, that when we are, in a sense, more alone physically in a world, it does give us more time with ourselves. And what better way to get in touch with the true self than meditation? And so remember that. That's a big part of all of this that unfolds, is really taking the time to do the meditation. Jim started off by sharing about how the greatest service is doing the meditation. And that's really the truth, is the meditation. If you're not doing the two and a half hours, that's just fine. But if you have time, my God, start doing it. Start putting it in there. Morning, noon, or night, whatever works out. Just do it. And that's the greatest service. And not only is it the greater service to God, to yourself, to others, but also as you do that, then you begin to awaken more. And then you've heard that phrase, alone is all one. Then you move into the allness of the oneness through that. And meditation is uh, an individual path. In a sense, we have to go into the aloneness called going within ourselves and letting go of everybody else and everything else out here in order to go through that door into the all one. So it's an important part of the journey. And remember that, which is really nice in that regard. And there's a part of us that is just called to be part of the world, to have experience, to participate, to learn and grow, and ultimately to really live the loving and all experience here in the world as well. And, you know, part of that is, um, you know, is being with people, but looking where we're coming at from within as we're with people, as Jim was describing, and our choices and where we're coming from within ourselves. You know, and on, on an organizational level, like here in ILM, you know, the movie night, like what Tom and Laura do, we, we try to, you know, the Christmas potluck party coming up here. So this is where I'm kind of going into events, but part of the talk. We try to do a few things in ILM that give, in a sense, a social community activity. And it's nice to participate in those things. But we can say ILM can be the end all for everybody, because we're not. We just we do what we do, and we don't want to do anything, you know, to get in the way of the main focus of meditation and this pathway home. But it is nice to have some of those community activities and events to participate, to be with those of like heart as well as like mind. And so we do some of that in ILM. But it's also to find maybe other places in the world that it supports you, because you may have other interests that draw you, that in participation it begins to answer or fulfill something inside of yourself, whatever that may be. 
So we'll have to pay attention to all of that. And maybe we'll start having a few more social community activities in ILM. Maybe that'll be part of some of the minor changes we'll do as we move forward. I see some heads shaking. Yes, yes, more. <laughs> yeah, I've, seen that. I've seen a lot of yeses going on. That's good feedback. Maybe we'll, yeah. So I, I, felt, I felt it when Randy was sharing. That's why I'm sharing this, that maybe we haven't even looked at this ourselves yet, but it feels like it. I can see it stirring in the room that maybe we can start doing some more uh, social community activities as, a, as an ILM community as well. So we'll look at that in the future. I'm not saying everybody let's get on the bandwagon now and come up with all these ideas because before you know it, we'll be focused on the outer now and forget all about, oh, I don't have time to meditate because I'm too busy doing all these social activities now. That's part of the balance we got to watch out for and always be aware of. So by taking all that in, maybe we'll see, and maybe one of you has an idea or maybe would like to even organize. I'll have to admit, things are getting so busy, even in the administrative level and the staff here, um, we're all just swamped, and it's a lot to keep up with. So it's hard for just the staff to do everything. But we also have to, in a sense, uh, find an alignment and an agreement um, with activities that ILM does sponsor and do. There's always a fine line we walk. So anyway, that's very nice. So maybe we will have more activities in that social area, too, as we move forward with some of these changes going on. So. Moving into announcements, do keep in mind um, we have a few things coming up just in the next, next few weeks. First of all, starting today, there's a change of class time from 3 to 5 p.m. <laughs> in case you didn't get that announcement. <laughs> and also, um, gosh, just two weeks away, we have our shopping day for Coins for Kids. Sunday, November 23rd. Um, yeah, today's the ninth. So two weeks from today, we will be meeting over at the Super Target um, over there at uh, I-35 in Palmer Lane that we've been going to every year for many years now. We always meet over there um, at, the, at the Starbucks in the front of the store. We just gather until everybody shows up. We're meeting at 9 a.m. Please put that on your calendars if you plan on attending. 9 a.m. Super Target, two weeks from the day in the morning. And we'll do our shopping day um, for the coins for kids. And, um, and we will be having the afternoon class that day as well, just to let you know. So we get to do both. So we'll have a nice full day um, two weeks from today. And I guess just Friday night, Tom and Laura had the movie night. So that's just a couple days ago. And then the next movie night's December 5th, actually just the day before the Christmas party. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So we'll have. Oh, hey, there's another little. Uh, yep. <laughs> Even when they're gone. Forever and ever. <laughs> so if you didn't if you didn't hear that, another new thing that uh, it's new to me too. Starting next year in January, I guess the movie nights will move to Saturday nights. First Saturday. I get what's that? First first Saturday. I guess to make it more available or whatever, or easier to get to, not having to deal with whatever, the Friday night traffic and just getting off of work and all that. Okay, cool. So, um, and then also uh, Saturday, December 6th, so I guess 
four weeks away, um, we will be having our annual ILM Christmas potluck party over at our house starting at 4 p.m. So, and of course, all these things are on the flyers back on the table if you want to, you know, grab one to remind yourself, put it on the refrigerator, or put it in your calendars, um, with whatever with that. Is there something else? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's not in front of me, you know, so. <laughs> Elizabeth was just reminding me that um, all this information is also on the website. And, you know, it's really wonderful. The website, the first couple years, you know, the main we reason we did it, well, a couple reasons. One was the audio section to put all these recordings on there for people internationally to hear the class, but also to have calendars and events and as well as getting the other products and all on that. But now um, we have Elizabeth really keeping things up to date on the website and really putting in new changes and all to really make it more user-friendly and to really serve the community in a greater way. If you haven't been on the website in a while or haven't really worked with it all, please check it out and see how it is there to support you. You know, one of the things we can do on the website too is like when we have initiates meeting, whenever we travel, that'll be on the website calendar under the initiates section. So, you know, if you wanna, if you're traveling at all, you wanna do initiates meeting or other events in other areas, all that stuff will be up on the website. Because um, obviously we, at this point, we don't put the initiates meetings in the regular printed uh, ILM journal newsletter. So be aware of it, that websites be Coming more and more of a very useful tool um, for Interlight Ministries. And the last um, initiates meeting from Austin that was so interesting <laughs> uh, is now up on audio, isn't it? On the, the one from section. April. Yeah. So if you so want to hear it again or didn't hear it, so for for those of you who were there or those of you who weren't there last April when we had our initiates meeting here. I think it might have been, was that the first talk we ever did on sex and spirit? Yeah. So actually it was on grace. I don't want to say just sex and spirit, but really creativity is a wonderful talk. And, you know, that's something we don't, you know, talk about much nylon, but yet that's an area obviously everybody has to deal with, otherwise you wouldn't be here. <laughs> and it was just a wonderful well, talk. Nobody's ever raised their um, hand and asked about it. So that's we finally true. Had that. Yeah, what's the deal? <laughs> So finally, there's something there as far as looking at even the sexual procreative action or recreational action or whatever it is um, in a very wonderful, loving, accepting way that was just a wonderful sharing and Q&A that afternoon. Um, and I'm glad we have talks like that because, hey, we all have got our hang-ups, our issues, our whatevers, and it's good to talk about it just to get a greater level of freedom and loving. And so... That's good, and I'm glad this is out there. So, again, that is on the website now. So if you're initiate, go under the initiate section. We have several um, initiate meetings up posted on the website and a couple more coming yet. We're just a little bit, kind of a little bit slow and behind because we're so swamped with so many things to do now. So check it out. All right. Well, thank you for the first new time on Sunday for all, and we'll see you next Sunday at the same time, 3 o'clock. Yeah. All right.